Hello there and welcome to this episode 35 of the podcast. I hope you're well. Um, this is take three. Um, I had a bit of a nightmare this morning, technically, technically wise, technical stuff, technical problems. I recorded a brilliant podcast, 30 minutes of, I was on fire, let me tell you, I don't get many days like that. I was on a, what a great podcast, and realised it not recorded, something had gone wrong with GarageBand. A second time, pretty good again. This time I realised the batteries had run out in my recorder. So this is um, take three, hopefully we'll get through it properly this time, the batteries have been refreshed, GarageBand has been restarted, and we are good to go again. So in this episode, um, I want to talk about discipline. Um, the start of this year, I took on a, a bit of a challenge, um, something that was physical. I took on the challenge to do something called the virtual spine race. And this was a walking challenge. And what the spine race is, is it's something that takes part every year. And it's uh, basically a race. And they call it a race. You know, like a, it's like a running race. Some people do run it, I have to say. But the majority of people walk the distance of the Pennine Way, 268 miles from Edale in Derbyshire to Kirkyetham in the north the north of England. Actually, the borders of Scotland is Kirkyetham. So 268 miles. They cover the full distance of the Pennine Way in something called the Spine Race. It's called the Spine Race because... If you look at the, the map of the route, it kind of goes up the backbone of, of England. And this is a, a race I've been in, watching for many years now. And it's great to watch the competitors because it's every January. And they have tracking devices with them. So you can actually see where they are on the map of the, the Pennine Way. So we, we call it dot watching. So anybody who understands what that term is and understands what dot watching is, probably knows what the spine race is. But if you don't, the spine race is where these people get 200, 260 miles to get seven days to complete it um, to uh, be successful at the spine race. And some people do it in literally four days. Some take the full seven. But this year they couldn't do it because of COVID. It got cancelled. So what the organisers of the race did as a way to um, raise some income, actually, for a couple of um, things they wanted to raise money for. But one specifically was um, Greg's Hut. On the Pennine Way, there's like a refuge hut that's on top of a, um, a fell. And um, it's a place where people go and they can they can keep warm if they need to. And it, it's, it's very famous anyway, it's Greg's Hut. And it needs some work doing to it. So they thought that they would do something that would help raise money for that. So what they did is they offered this year the chance for people to take part in a virtual spine race. You couldn't do the real spine race, but you could take part in the virtual one. And it was a bit different to the real spine race. Like I've already said, they get seven days to do it and it's going over some ridiculous terrain. It really is a brutal race. This gave people the chance, if they wanted to, to complete the distance of the spine race, the 268 full miles of the Pennine Way, but do it locally because we can't travel out. So you would do it walking around your local area. So 268 miles. And if you did that within the 31 days of January, so you had 31 days to do it, you would receive a medal and you would receive a little buff. And if you don't know what a buff is, it's like a, a little neck scarf thing that walkers and runners wear. Well, I'd heard about this. I learned about it in the back end of December. And I thought, you know what? All right, fancy that. Um, it, it'll give me a right good um, kickstart into the new year. And it'll get me focused on something, which is what 2021 is about for me, which is becoming more disciplined. So I signed up for this virtual spine race and uh, very excited. Um, that afternoon, I told Sue, my partner, I said, Sue, I've signed up for the spine race and uh, virtual spine race. I'm going to be doing 268 miles in January, which is roughly uh, nine miles a day. 
In fact, it's exactly nine miles a day. I'm and I will be out of the house walking for three hours um, every day through January. I expected this to be um, greeted with a triumphant kind of wow what a great thing how clever you are uh, that was not the case um, Sue certainly felt that with my commitment this year to uh, grow a business and do a lot more on the work front she thought the last thing I needed to be doing in January was spending three hours a day walking around the streets of Wakefield to win a badge and a buff um, for completing the virtual spine um, I have to say um, at the time, I thought she was been a bit of a killjoy, um, but as I got into this challenge, um, I, I kind of could see a lot of what she was saying was kind of correct. So, discipline is important. It's something that has been is going to be my focus for twenty twenty one. Not just physical discipline, but also um, discipline in my work, in the way I run the home, in the way that I um, interact with others. I wanted more discipline, so. I think sometimes when you want to be something, like if you want to be more disciplined, you need a chance to practice being disciplined. And I thought this would be good for that. And although I knew it would um, compromise my capacity to work somewhat in January, I felt that if I could complete this, what it would give me in the remaining 11 months of, of 2021 would be would be priceless. So... I'm going to give you a little bit of a kind of overview of what went on. And um, and the reason I'm doing it today, which is the 27th, is I completed this challenge on the 24th. So, and I'll explain why I did that. Firstly, what I didn't realise when I signed up for this, although I knew it was January, I knew we were going to expect some poor weather. Um, and I'm, I'm used to kind of walking nine miles in one sitting. It's no big deal for me that. But I didn't take into account just how bad the weather would be. It's very cold out there at the moment and it's very icy. So the first day, which was the 1st of January, I had to get nine miles in because that was the plan, nine miles every day. Um, and it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take because I had to watch my footing. So I'd kind of accounted for it being like, you know, three hours maybe because I can walk at 20 miles, um, 20 minutes a mile quite comfortably. But when you add ice to that, all of a sudden you're doing 25 and it's in some cases 30 minutes because you can't really put your feet down without kind of trying to, feeling like you're going to slip. So day, the first day took me longer than I thought, and I have to say on day one, I became quite concerned that the weather was only going to get worse. I was looking at the kind of seven to ten day forecast, and it was only going to get colder and potentially more icy. So this was a bit of an issue. Now, the thing about taking any challenge on and becoming disciplined is, you know, you're going to have to expect that that path that you take is going to be, you know, going to be difficult at times. You're going to come up with bumps in the road, as people like to say. So the first bump in the road that I experienced was this, what do I do about this poor weather? You know, I can't keep to this pace. It's going to take me four hours every day. It's too long. Because the one thing I didn't want it to do was affect my kind of working hours too much midweek. So I kind of had in mind that I would have to be out every morning for sort of 5, 5.30 to get the kind of three, maybe even four hours in before the day really started at nine. But the thing is, it's cold on the morning, so it kind of had a bit of an adverse effect going out early. It's the fact that if I'd have, if, when I, if I went gone out late in the day, it wouldn't have been as icy, it wouldn't have been as cold, would have been quicker. So all of a sudden, this idea of you know doing it on the morning, I needed a solution. A solution showed itself. Uh, we have a local playing field um, close to where I live, and it's a it's a field that's private in the fact that you can't just access it; you have to have um, a key to access it because the they had some issues there. Um, a couple of years ago with some travellers moving in with the caravans and making the place a right mess. So they put a lock on the gates and now you have to have a key to get in. 
So I kind of, last year, so November time, I realised that as the weather was going to get colder, my morning runs, which I do most mornings I'm out running, were going to be difficult on the on the road. So I thought if I had the playing field key, I could run around the playing field. Although I'd never tested that out, I'd had the key. So on day two, because I did wake up and I did get out for half past five, it was ridiculously icy. I thought rather than struggling and let's go down the field. You know, the field warp, even if it's icy, I can kind of run it because I'm not going to slip on grass. It's flat. So I went out. And so the, the second day, I did nine miles walking around a playing field. It wasn't icy, but let me tell you, it was boggy. So I was kind of walking through mud and it was like, again, slowing me down, like walking through treacle, really. So in some ways, you know, trying it on the road, problem with that. Now I've tried the field, that's the other option I've got. Oh, you know, there's an issue there as well. Is I'm even a bit slow around that because of the, the underfoot conditions. So on day two, all this stuff that Seward said about you don't really need to do this, it's a bit of a waste of time for you. You know, why have you taken it on? All this kept going around in my mind as I'm going around this playing field. And I don't know whether you've ever tried doing nine miles around the playing field. I can tell you, it's a long way around a playing field. There's two football pitches there, and you walk around the perimeter of two of those, and it's less than the third of a mile. So for every time you go around there, you know, you've got to go around there three and a half times to do a mile. I had to do 10 miles, so I had to go around there 30-odd times. It was torturous. Um, it's pitch black. Um, quite frankly, I'd, I'd gone out slightly underprepared, as in, you know, I just had my phone in my pocket. I didn't bring any headphones. So I couldn't listen to anything. So this boredom was just so bad. So again, even after day two, I'm questioning whether this is even possible because, you know, it was hard on my feet. I was still too slow. And I had to come up with some solution around the boredom issue. So... Did I give up? Of course I didn't give up. That's not my style and it shouldn't be your style if you want to get anywhere. You know, tough times come, you've got to get over them. The next day I went out, wasn't quite as cold. I could manage to walk on the uh, run or walk on the pavements because I put on some slightly different shoes. So I changed my footwear. These were grippier. These were shoes that were meant for walking on um, hills. They worked really well on the, on the slippier conditions. And on the third day I took out uh, my earphones. So I put on an audio book. I had this idea. There's a book I've wanted to listen to for a while. I'm going to be out for about three hours every day. Good chance to listen to it. So I started off doing that. And and it was day three when I started to realise that, actually, um, I can make a lot more use of these three hours if I if I do listen to audio books. And I don't know whether you're like me, but I've bought many audio books over the years. Um, and in some cases, them audio books have never been listened to. And, you know, I've, I've been excited about listening to them, but never got the time again and now got the time so day three was a bit of a turning point and I was keeping to be nine miles a day but on day three something else happened um, I did my walking in the morning and then following that I had I had to go out and I had a couple of um, mentoring clients um, I, I, I had a session with so I suggested to both of those that we get out and instead of just talking and sat down talking somewhere let's go out and have a walk um, I also thought it was good because of COVID, it's very difficult to meet people inside homes anymore. So I thought, actually, I can still meet these people. I can still keep, but I can go out and walk. I have about an hour with them, so we can get in at three miles done. I did that twice. So I've done me nine miles in the morning. I get these six miles in later in the day. That takes me to 15. And then that evening, I had another option opportunity, which is Sue was doing a yoga class. And I normally sit down in the office and kind of watch some dumb shit on YouTube. I thought, instead of doing that, why don't you walk? You know, you could go out and I gave myself 
a class is an hour, so I went out 15, be more, 15 minutes before she started. And I might actually get another five miles in. So I got 20 miles in in one day. And that was it, day three, when I started to think, do you know what? This is really doable. Um, nine miles a day I can do. But actually, if I can do 20 miles every now and again, I can bring that total down. So maybe I don't have to do nine miles every day. Maybe it gets down to six. Or maybe I could do it in a short period of time. So I chose the latter. So from day three, every opportunity I got to get out and walk, I did. Did me nine miles every morning. Went out every evening, started taking Sue out for a walk. And, and that was a great way to end the day with a walk. She loves walking to Sue on an evening. And after dinner, it's a nice way to let your dinner settle. So very quickly, I'm up to doing sort of 12 miles every day. Got a couple more 20 days in because, again, I had a couple of opportunities to walk with people, which I took on a weekend when kind of we didn't have the nine to five work to do. We went off walking 10 miles, again, ticking away at that total. Long story short, I set myself a target to finish this on the 24th based on my kind of um, idea of what I could achieve. And I managed to do that. I got it done on the 24th of January at 10 o'clock in the morning. I clocked over my 268th mile um, and I managed to do it with Rianne. Now, Rianne is the harpist who has been on my podcast a couple of times. Rianne had also taken on um, an element of the spine race as well. Um, just to give you a sort of clarity on that, they do a spine race that ends in a place called Hawes after 108 miles. It's called the Spine Challenge. It's for those people that maybe don't have the time commitment or, you know, maybe the 268 is too far. But she took that on, which for her was a big challenge because of where she lives. She doesn't have the kind of, I suppose, terrain I've got to walk around, which is relatively flat. She has a lot more hills to deal with. So at 108 miles, you know, they they'll, they took some effort to do. And we, we had an agreement that we'd start it at the same time and we thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could finish it at the same time? So we both left three miles to do on this Saturday and we went walking and we finished, we sort of crossed, crossed the virtual finish line together, which was a nice thing. And, and we were both very excited by that. Um, but one of the days, I want, and this is one thing I want to share with you, is I was really pleased with the discipline I showed. I went out every single day. I found dealing with the weather conditions challenging because I'd had rain, snow, wind, ice. And one day, I mean, it snowed all day for a full 10 hours it snowed. And an opportunity came up with that which is I got the chance to sort of say, look, it's like a snow day. I can't remember a time when I have taken a day off work because of snow. Um, I didn't have a lot to do that day. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we just spend a full day out in the snow? You know, let's go out. Let's enjoy the snow. So Sue was kind of up for this because she loves snow. So we spent a full day when it snowed in Wakefield and it snowed bad. Walking around the town, there was thick snow. We went to the local park. We saw people sledging. We were throwing snowballs about. We had a real fun time, a really great day. And we were out there. And by the time we got back, you know, I'd walked 20 miles again. So very quickly, I was getting used to going out every day, but also getting used to going out every now and again and doing a bigger, longer walk. So... To get in order to finish it on the 24th, I realised I'd needed a couple of big days. One thing about walking the snow, as much as it was lovely being out for 20 miles, I injured my left ankle and I realised it was starting to get worse. When I was walking on it, I could feel it. It was very, very painful. But it was one of the injuries that I knew it wasn't, it wasn't going to get better resting it, but it was going to get worse before it got better. So I picked a particular day where when the snow melted and it was relatively warm and there was no ice... I picked a day where I thought, I wonder how far I could walk in a day. 
This is a question I've been asking myself for a long time. You know, could you could you walk for twelve hours? And if you could walk for twelve hours consecutively, how long could you could you cover? And I had a figure in mind that I bet I could do about forty miles. Now, the longest today I have walked in one sitting is twenty nine miles. I did that a couple of years ago. So I thought not only would it be a good challenge, but I could probably definitely get over thirty, which would be my longest walk. But forty would be great. So one Monday morning, I decided to invest a full day in walking. I set off at 7am in the morning and I returned home at 7am, exactly 6.30pm that evening and I covered 40 miles in 11 and a half hours and I was absolutely delighted. It did two things. One is it kind of answered me a question about how far I could walk in one day and now knowing 12 hours I can walk 40 miles. Um, and secondly, it, it, it absolutely made kind of almost guaranteed that I would complete this 31-day challenge in 24 days. And then for the rest of the time after that, there was about four days, I just had to do kind of three miles every day, so literally an hour every day. And it felt good to know I was going to complete it. And also, I wanted, from the 24th, not to have to worry about walking for three hours every day. Um, did it affect my work? The answer is, yes, it did. You know, I, I did try to get back every day and, and do as much as I could between nine and five but the reality is when you come back from a walk, you're a bit tired. Secondly, I was always thinking about when I could go out again, I'd come become a bit obsessed with this. And to anybody who knows me, you know, you'll know that's not new for me to be obsessed with something. But what I realized is I'd taken on this challenge to, to build some discipline. And that discipline came within those 24 days. In three weeks, I'd built up this thing where not on the morning, only in the morning did I kind of um, go out walking. I looked forward to it. Now, I look forward to going out and I look forward to coming back. But the bit in between the three hours every day was very, very challenging to keep the mind occupied. But the audiobooks did that. So I listened to four full audiobooks. And when I finished on the 24th, it was a relief. And as I'm recording this now, I'm thinking, you know what? Would I do that again? Probably not that challenge again, I think. I, I, but doing a challenge in January, something that kind of kicks you into the new year. What a great way to start it. And... At the end of it, there were a few things that came out which, which surprised me. I, I, I expected I would do the distance. I knew it, this was not about strong legs. I didn't need strong legs to do this. I needed a strong mind because it was dealing with the board and the repetition. That was going to be the hardest bit of this challenge, not walking for nine miles every day, or does it tend to be longer? Even the walking the 40 miles, I have to say, could I have done it again the day after? The answer is absolutely I could. The legs felt strong. Ankle, not so much. So... My ankle is still not perfect now, but it, I didn't have to walk as far after I'd done the 40, and it did get worse a couple of days after, but it's now getting better. But what came out of it was very surprising. I did this, and I'm pleased I did the challenge, and it's something I set myself as a goal, which I achieved, which, again, I like doing. It gives you a lot of confidence in yourself. But sometimes when you when you take something on that you initially think you're going to get something out of, like I thought I'd get the discipline, which I did, other things come out as well because you took a challenge on, because you tried something different. And the three things that, that came out for me was firstly this. Spending an extended amount of time outside every day really lifted my mood and my energy levels. I didn't come back feeling tired from these walks. I came back feeling energised. And I didn't come back feeling kind of sort of fed up or, or kind of down, I came back feeling really, really upbeat and, and motivated. It changed my mood dramatically. And 
every day I went out, I came back with that same feeling. I seemed to sleep better. I seemed to think better. I think I, I, I was thinking quicker. I was having clearer thoughts. It was really amazing the energy it gave me being outside. Three hours every day, breathing fresh air. Which means just that the next thing that there was the kind of um, the byproduct of doing this challenge. I read some books, and they were all books to do with physical stuff. So the first book I listened to was a book called Breathe by John Nestor or James Nestor. And he talks about how he believes that as human beings, we've a lot of people breathe through his mouths. Now, if you listen to this, that's the question of asking, do you breathe through your mouth or your nose? Well, the fact is a lot of people breathe through the mouth and it can cause a number of health issues. And I was a mouth breather. When I was walking or I do anything, I tend to breathe through my mouth. This book was showing you the benefits of breathing through your nose and also how to do it and giving you some... So I got the chance to listen to a book on nose breathing and also while I'm walking, practice what this book was telling me. And this had a huge impact. So although I say being outside for three hours uh, had a massive impact on my energy levels, maybe it was being outside and breathing through my nose while I've been outside that had the energy level um, increase at its core. Maybe. Once I'd listened to that book, that book got me thinking about breathing. It got he mentioned somebody in that book called Wim Hof. He uses the breathing to be able to stay warm in cold conditions. I've heard about Wim Hof, the Con the Iceman. I downloaded his book, listened to that. And again, that brought me on to coming back from my walks and doing what Wim Hof suggests, which is having a cold shower. So not only did I kind of get the discipline, now I've learned how to nose breathe. Now I've also started taking on doing cold showers, which are absolutely amazing. Sound weird, sounds like you won't enjoy it, let me tell you. It's that good. Sue's on it especially. She's probably a bit further than me. She can stay a bit longer at the moment than, than I can in the cold shower. But this, again, boosts your energy level, boosts your immune system. I mean, goodness me, in these times when we're, we're hearing about COVID everywhere and infections, probably a good thing to have your immune system boosted. So Wim Hof's brought that out in me. So I'm learning to breathe through the nose. I've learned that through this challenge. I've learned to take on the cold shower challenge. And also by using Wim Hof's breathing methods, when I've been outside in really cold conditions, I've not felt the cold the same. The benefit I didn't expect. Nature. You know, I like being in nature. I like being outside. But do you? Do I really sometimes take in what I'm seeing? Do I really take notice at a deeper level? Well, when you have to walk 268 miles in a short period of time and you have to do it in an area close to you, you end up seeing a lot of the same streets and areas many times. And my route always takes me through um, an area where there's a canal and there's some trees and there's some kind of uh, wildlife. I got the chance to experience these in a whole different way, which again, I didn't expect to come out of this challenge, but I thought, Do you know what? I didn't realise we had as many swans as we have. We've got some herons down at the canal. You know, I didn't realise that with certain trees that are now coming into bud, you know, and it's it's still winter, but the bud sort of springs on its way. Wow. And also the city of Wakefield itself. I went round roads I never knew existed. I saw bits of the town that I've never seen before. I thought, what? A, I would never have expected that to come from this. But again, another byproduct. And I suppose the final thing, and probably the biggest thing for me to come out of this, is I've got this sense of calmness come over me, which... And I don't know whether that's come because of the breathing, the cold showers, whether it's to do with the discipline, but there's this kind of calmness and this kind of real contentment which has come in abundance while doing this challenge. Um, I have completed it. I did complete it on the 24th. It was a wonderful thing to do. I'm very much looking forward to getting my medal and my uh, buff. And uh, 
I will wear that buff with pride. I will have that medal in my office in a place of, of, of prominence uh, because I will look back on this as a great experience. But the fact that I have been able to learn these things, the fact I have been able to feel calmer, happier, healthier than I've felt for some time has been a great, great thing. And finally, the one thing I didn't expect, which which really shocked me, is I lost some weight. I had been trying to regulate my weight for a while. And I mean, I have a kind of ideal weight for me, which is 11 stone five. Now, I'm six foot one, that's not heavy. I'm a very slender, lean individual, skinny, some would say, but I'm comfortable with how I feel and I'm very energized at this weight. And I struggled to get close to that. I'd gone over 12 stone, uh, nearly 12 and a half stone. So I'd like a full stone over where I normally am. And I'd struggled. I'd tried putting diet, changing my diet, eating less, made me miserable. Um, so I was struggling with this um, over the back end of 2020. And in, in, in 2021, I thought I really need to get on top of this. Without any effort at all, eating the same kind of foods um, and the same kind of quantities, because of the walking, I lost a stone. So I sit here recording this and it's, boom, 11 and a half stone. I'm back on my ideal weight, which I normally can manage to keep over the wind, the, the summer period. Winter, it tends to go up a bit. Because I was doing so much walking, I felt so healthy. I wasn't eating rubbish, so there were no sweets. The chocolate stuff, that were very limited. That made me feel so much better. So all these things came out of taking on one challenge, become more disciplined. And that is why I think everybody should take on a challenge that involves using some discipline every now and again. I'm not saying you have to do it every month. You know, the month that I've got coming up next in February, the, we will not be focusing on walking in the same way. Although I can assure you, I will be outside every day for at least one hour. That's something I'm definitely bringing in because I think that is something that is going to have benefits to me. Um, I just know that. Um, and if I'm honest... I'm enjoying it so much. I don't want to not be outside. I don't want to be out for three hours every day, maybe, but certainly one hour. But when you take on challenges, when you take on things that push you, you'll find other things come out that you didn't expect and watch for those because sometimes they can be actually more beneficial than the thing you set out to achieve in the first place. As far as discipline is concerned, I'm just going to finish off with something else which I want to bring in this year into my podcasting. Um, John Steele, John Steele's been on here many times on my podcast, I have to mention him. Um, me and John have talked about this idea of putting something out on a regular basis. You know, If you're going to do a podcast or a blog, you know, it should be on a certain time of a certain day of the week. And I've often sort of fought against that thinking, well, I want it to be a little bit more, I'll, I'll do it when it comes, I'll, you know, when it comes to me and I'll, I'll put it up there when, when, I, when I've done it. Um, but I think he's right. So for regular listeners, and I know we have got a few regular listeners now, you know, you're probably having to go and check whether a podcast has come up. You might be signed up so it tells you through a, a, a notification. But to make it simpler and to make it more disciplined for me, I will be uploading a new podcast every single Wednesday, every single Wednesday of every single week in 2021. And, and that's something I'm, I'm very confident now that I think would work better than just be putting them up every now and again. It'll require me to be disciplined to make sure I've got one to put up every week. But also it'll stop me just kind of coming up and, and it'll make me think more about it. So every Wednesday it'll be up. I'm not sure about the time yet, but I, I would expect it will be around about lunchtime, 12 p.m. Every Wednesday a new podcast will rock up on this channel. So that's it. I've done the spine race, the virtual one. Could I do the real one? I don't think so at the moment. I'd need to be fitter than that. Could I do it with a bit of training? Um, I may have to find that out. I have to see it as, um, 
it has whetted my whistle a little bit for what I could do. Um, if I could do 40 miles every day for seven days, which I did 40 miles for one day, but if I could do that for seven days, I would have completed the distance. Could I have done the hills and the cold outside? It, it's 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 opened my mind to what might be possible. And I think, again, um, that's something that I think is really important. That When we do things that challenge us and we get through the challenges and we complete a challenge, whatever that challenge is for you, you then start to think differently, higher level. And that opens up possibilities you might not have seen before you took the challenge on. So get a challenge taken on. You know, you've got February coming up. What can you do in February that, you, that might challenge you a little bit? And, and you know, make it physical to start with. If you can't think of anything else, because getting outside, looking after your health and, and your well-being will make everything in your life float and uh, flow so much better. So February for me, there is another challenge coming up. It's work-related. Um, I'll talk about more of that in maybe next week's podcast. But uh, there you go. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, any questions about what I've talked about? get in contact with me at garthboot.com. If you want to read the blog about the spine race, you can look that I've done. You can read that on my website as well. And there will be regular blogs on there. Um, I'm, uh, although I'm doing one podcast a week, there'll be several blogs a week. So if you like reading as well as listening, check that out and get uh, signed up to my RSS feed. And then every time I post a blog, you can uh, you can read that. Or if you're on Facebook, go to Gareth Ch- for Church for Gareth Boot page on Facebook. You can like that, follow that. And I do post all my blogs in there also. So thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And until the next podcast, you take care.